0: Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to Editor Knows Best. My name is Katira Poland. I'm the CEO of Love for Words, and editing boutique. And I am also the creator of Editor Knows Best, the podcast you're tuned into right now. Um, the podcast airs every other Monday, 7 p.m. Eastern. Anywhere you can find a podcast, you can find Editor Knows Best. And thank you all for tuning in again. We do have a special guest today, so I'm excited to introduce her to you all. Um, and again, excited to have her here. So today's guest is a fearlessly honest woman. She has a degree in graphic design and digital media, and she has explored eight vastly different industries. She's been a spoken word artist since high school and participated in the New Jersey Orders competitions. She is also an entrepreneur in the streetwear fashion industry, as she works on two debut books simultaneously today's guest is Tanisa reynolds thank you so much for joining us today Tanisa.
1: hi thank you so much for having me i'm excited to be here
0: yes we are excited to have you so we would love to know more about the two books that you're working on you know simultaneously so if you could give an intro to what your books are about and also of course share the titles of your works
1: okay So um, my first book is my debut book. And that is um, the title of that is called You Feel Me. Um, And that is kind of like um, an African-American vernacular English way to ask my audience if they understand what I'm going through or what I'm speaking on. Um, And much of that is a collection of poetry that I wrote from... Uh, sometime in 2019 All the way through November 2021 So it just expresses And explores all the different relationships All the thought patterns I went through um, Just a very Transitional point in my life I feel like I'm constantly in transition But this particular time I decided To capture it in poem um, And so everything in that book Is kind of organized that way The second book it does not have A title yet But um, but it seems like it's going to be a series or a trilogy um, and so it is completely in a different you know uh genre it's going to be uh what i like to call like ya um fantasy fiction okay. um with like urban themes mm-hmm. um so that one is still in its very early stages, um, but I'm, I'm, I think I'm most excited about that one because it is more of a fiction
0: story, so. Awesome, well, congratulations to you. I'm glad that you're, you know, in the process of getting your books published and, you know, have the courage to do that because it's not easy, so congratulations. Thank you. You're welcome. And um, I'm sure the audience would love to know what motivated you to write your books?
1: Um, so the first book You Feel Me
0: what motivated me is
1: uh, I would say pain (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'm just going to be honest about that Mm -hmm. that was was definitely a painful experience Uh, I went through a series of unfortunate events Mm -hmm. um, and so I decided to heal myself through chronicling that Um, I am somebody who is a mental health patient Mm -hmm. Um, I am somebody who um, continues to do the self-work no matter what I'm going through. I've been, um, you know, seeing a counselor and a therapist since 18. So you could say for the mo- a better part of 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I thought it was important to highlight what people like me, especially Black women mm-hmm. who are afraid to seek mental health, um, you know, from a professional and when I say from a professional, that means like a non-biased person. So somebody who is not related to you, mm-hmm. somebody who is not a religious, um, you know, orator, somebody mm-hmm. who has, you know, a professional license in mental health and, uh, you know, just open that doorway to those kinds of conversations. So that's, that's more what, you know, I was focusing on and what, what drove me to write You Feel Me. Mm-hmm. Um, well the second one is more so about you know chronicling a friendship and even though it is loosely based on true events that happened within a few friendships that I was in um that one is more fantastical there's a lot of other elements that go into it
0: okay awesome thanks for sharing that and so often pain does fuel our success Oh, it's not uncommon to hear people, you know, say they wrote something to either heal themselves or forgive themselves or forgive others. So thank you for that vulnerability and sharing that with our audience. So, so far on your journey, what has been your favorite and least favorite part of becoming a published author?
1: I think my most favorite part would be actually writing. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I think that's the best part because it's almost, it's so freeing. Um, When I was younger, I used to write scripts. Um, So I think I was about seven or eight when I started to write scripts. I just thought, I just knew I was going to work for Disney. I just Mm -hmm. knew I was going to be a script writer for Mm -hmm. Disney. And so I started to literally watch the movies over and over again until I understood every sound, every timing, every thing, every motion that was made that was going on in the animated film and I would just rewrite it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think I really enjoy like the physical, longhand form of writing um, and being able to free my thoughts onto a page mm-hmm. and as soon as I write something I kind of just read it back to myself and mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, that was a really cool line. Mm-hmm. Or, wow, you know, I've never heard anybody say this in a song or a rap or, you know, a poem even. I I, I often write things that I don't hear or read or see. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I guess, I, it's, I guess it's more like a selfish love, right? I just mm-hmm. kind of create the art for me.
0: <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, and some of our listeners are writers but don't aspire to be published authors. And I always say there's you know there's nothing wrong with that. Um you can have a journal and you don't have to share your writings. So you have to figure out you know whether or not you want to be published. But just know you have the option and just because you write doesn't mean you have to share it. Sometimes the writing is therapeutic and it's very personal to you and it helps you heal, but you're not necessarily looking for it to be available to the public. So um, there's nothing wrong with that um, and it's not selfish. It's It's your decision and you should always do what's best for you. So thank you for uh, giving us that insight. So now that you've told us what your favorite part is, uh, what was the most challenging part or what has been the most challenging part of the process?
1: I think the most challenging part for me was, and currently is, designing my book. Um, What I'm finding is that I thought the design process so actually typesetting and things like that was, was going to be the easiest part because I'm a graphic designer. But what I'm finding to be the most difficult, other than marketing, because I think marketing is difficult for everybody, for anything. <laughs> but other than marketing, the most difficult part and like laborious part for me has been designing the book, um, specifically because I don't want my book to... Just look like another rupee koyor book on the shelf or another um, poetry book on the shelf. I don't want to alienate my readers um, or anybody who is a poet uh, or a poet poetry enthusiast, right? But I do want everybody to be visually interested and intrigued. Mm -hmm. So, walking that fine line and editing that, you know by myself has proven to be the most difficult part. <laughs>
0: sure. Yes, and I agree um, that is the most difficult part. So, I'm an editor, but I have I have tried formatting, um, I think twice. I had some clients reach out and I gave it a shot and that is not my wheelhouse. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I always, you know, recommend formatters to my clients because I don't handle that. So, Um, I'm glad that you're being honest about that, because, you know, sometimes we gloss over the process and we present as if publishing a book is um, all rainbow and sunshine. Um, But in fact, there are lots of, um, you know, um, (laughs) lots of hills and valleys in there. So thank you for telling us which one of the the hills or or valleys is giving you the the most trouble. And I'm sure our audience members who've already written a book, um, you know, know about what the formatting process looks like, and maybe had struggled through that as well. But there are plenty of formatters out there, so don't get discouraged. You can find uh, lots of professionals who are able to help you if, for some reason, you aren't able to or choose not to do it yourself. So um, you will, you do have options. So <laughs> it's okay if you have to, you know, outsource or hire someone to do that for you. Um, so thank you again for telling us a little bit more about your journey. So going through the journey, you've told us you love to, you love the writing piece, but the formatting and typesetting has been a struggle for you. But the other component or compo- important component of becoming a published author is the editing piece. So can you tell the audience a little bit more about your experience with that and what value you found in that?
1: Um, I always think it's important to have an editor first and foremost. I don't, I don't, I'm not knocking anybody's process, but I don't trust myself, even with my poetry,
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> to mm-hmm.
1: just throw that, you know, into format and just skip over that. I, I've i read books since, you know, self-publishing has become more accessible for everybody, since self-publishing has become more popular over the last, I would say, five or six years. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've seen mistakes. And even in published books like you know by big publishing houses i've seen mistakes and it annoys me personally and i especially for big publishing houses it's kind of like you have an adequate corporate staff at this point why is there a word missing You know, and it's almost kind of like, I don't always want to blame the author because there's always other hands that go into the process. And that makes sense. And now being a self-published person, it seems like, you know, it is almost easier because there are other people doing things for you. But at the same time, um, you know, it's kind of like, I, I personally wanted that editing process for me. And so that process was... I would say the most intriguing and I would say the most fun Mm -hmm. just because um, poetry is so subjective. Right. And so I know a lot of people don't, you know, they try to shy away from kind of editing Mm -hmm. full on. They will just go with like a beta reader. But I decided to do beta readers and an editor Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) because I, I wanted to make sure, sure that I didn't skip over anything um, that everything was being understood, mm-hmm. specifically because the the basis of the book is, it's called "You Feel Me." You know right. what I mean? It's like it's kind of like you feel me. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You feel mm-hmm. me, like. And right. so, if I want people to check and actually answer that question and say they understand me, I needed to make sure that my poetry, even though it is subjective, made sense for the most part. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what I got best out of you know, the editing process.
0: Okay. And what would you recommend to some of the listeners who might be um, afraid or nervous to work with an editor Um, either because um, preconceived notions that the editor is there to change what you've written or perhaps they're sticker shocked by the price of the editing. What, um, you know, what recommendations do you have? Um, So as far as the price, I would
1: say if your birthday is coming up, if it is going to be Christmas, if it's going to be Valentine's Day, if it's going to be Mother's Day, if it's going to be Grandparents Day, whatever, you know, National Best Friends Day, okay? If anything is coming up and people are willing to give you a gift in this day and age, (laughs) you know what I mean? Ask for exactly what your editing costs. Ask for a portion of it. You know, if you need to save, break that down, save every single paycheck. You know what I mean? This is practical information because this is what I do for both of my businesses. So even as like a streetwear fashion entrepreneur, I bootstrapped everything. I saved every single check. You know what I mean? And it's the same thing with the editing process. Someone gifted me that. And so don't be afraid to ask for money (laughs) times are hard but some people are well off you know more than others and that's okay if you can ask a couple of family members a couple of friends Mm -hmm. if you want to do crowdfunding if you want to say hey give me my you know what i mean send this to my bimbo my cash app, my paypal go ahead definitely you know fund that in some sort of way um and i would also say like don't be afraid of you know the criticism um i think that's big in the editing process you have to you have to know that this person is working in your best interest mm-hmm. you know don't feel so embarrassed if like me, you had so many capitalizations where you didn't really need them. <laughs> um, you know, if you put the comma in the wrong place, mm-hmm. if you have too many semicolons, if you're a comma splicer, you know what I mean? I, like, there's so many nuances to grammar, spelling, um, and just overall uh, flow, no matter what genre you're discussing or speaking on. Um you know English might have been a long time for you (laughs) you know you only did it in like middle school and high school so that's not enough to you know really buckle down and have all the rules in your head and even if you are somebody who has a master's in English or anything like that don't be afraid of the
0: criticism that comes along with that For sure. Thank you for sharing that. Um, And I would just add, for those of you who might be nervous about working with an editor, now the most important part is the relationship and the rapport. It's not the actual edits. So if you have a a rapport with the editor, you've had a consultation call, they've done a sample edit for you. When they have feedback for you, you'll be more receptive, receptive to it because you've built that trust. So I would say don't so much focus on you know, the edits or the revisions that they're giving you, but making sure that it's a good fit, that they understand your genre, they like your genre, um, they understand your personality, what motivated you to write the book, who it's for, all of those, ba- all that background information is actually going to be most important. So don't get too, um, don't get too discouraged by that because it's really going to be the relationship that um, will sustain and make sure that you're getting what you need from your editor. Yes, definitely. <laughs> awesome. Yes. Yeah, so I hope that gave you all some relief for those of you who are a little bit nervous about that. So I know that you mentioned, and I also mentioned in the intro, um, you have a, um, a clothing brand, if I'm not mistaken. So a lot of our listeners and actually a lot of my clients are also entrepreneurs. So how would you say that being an author overlaps with your entrepreneurial journey? I look at everything as art, right? And so
1: being an entrepreneur means that I'm the curator of my art. And so that means that I am essentially what I I view it as in my head is um, essentially what I view it as in my head is just, um, I would say, like a museum, right? Mm-hmm. It's more so like I'm creating this world and I'm inviting you in. So almost like if you could think of it as like Willy Wonka's chocolate factory, mm-hmm. except it's not Willy Wonka, it's me. You know what I mean? I'm I'm the Wonka <laughs> in the situation mm-hmm. and I'm inviting not just seven peculiar kids from the town. I'm inviting you know a specific demographic of people in to view my work, my artwork, my creation, and to interact with it and to be um, be enamored with it and enjoy it and you know really have themselves reflected as well. That's kind of like what I think about. I think my skills overlap in both areas as as well. Because a lot of authors, I find, are also creating shirts, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Or they're creating bookmarks, or they're creating stickers, or keychains, or, you know what I mean, different things. And so being someone who's already an entrepreneur with creating physical items, Mm -hmm. um, and now I'm creating a book, which means I already have a website. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like, to me, it's kind of like a
0: rainbow. (laughs) For sure. Definitely. And thank you for that perspective. And it is very much like a museum because you're choosing what artifacts, so to speak, you are putting on display uh, for your clients uh, to be able to view. But an entrepreneurship is really for them to buy or purchase. But I really appreciate um, that analogy. And that makes a lot of sense in that way. So thank you for that. Um, and I've really enjoyed, you know, hearing your perspective on that. So that's great to know. So hopefully that's encouragement to our listeners who are also entrepreneurs or aspire to be entrepreneurs. You can definitely do both. Um, of course, I'm an author and then I also have my business. So I know what that journey is like. And um, there's nothing like being able to create your own content. Um, and make that available to the world. So I encourage you to move forward um, no matter what the obstacles are. So please do um, find encouragement in our words and uh, thank you to Nisa for offering that. So um, it has been a pleasure uh, speaking with you. I do have another question. I'm curious if you are going to go the traditional publishing route or if you're planning to self-publish.
1: I am planning to self-publish so I do want I want to publish wide I know that (laughs) I do want my book to be available in ebook and um, paperback Mm -hmm. I do want it to be available on Amazon um, potentially Barnes & Noble um, and as well as my own personal website.
0: Okay, and why did you choose the self publishing route? um I know a lot of our listeners are in the process of making that decision or they went traditional way and they're gonna switch it up for their next book so um what were some of the reasons why you decided to go down that path?
1: um I think because it was the most accessible to me um it it felt it felt kind of just because like natural to me just because I am um A graphic designer so the technology part and the formatting part at first did not scare me Um, (laughs) I I was more intrigued by it and I'm still intrigued by the process I'm still intrigued by the data entry that is involved with um, you know uh, trying to get listed visibly on a site whether that be Amazon or Barnes & Noble Um, it's all like a big experiment to me so I, it was a big question mark, and I, I felt like I needed to to answer it myself first before I try any other
0: route. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Um, so, you know, I, I know that that's valuable information for the, for our audience, for those of you considering the self-publishing route. So you have shared working on two books you're working on two books right now so please do share with us when they'll be available and if the listeners would like to purchase copies either pre-order or when it's available where can they get access to your books and keep in touch with you um so
1: the easiest way for everybody to keep in touch with me right now is through instagram super accessible my profile is public Um, My Instagram handle is at T-R-4-F-O-R-Dummies, D-U-M-M-I-E-S. Um, It's a very interesting Instagram name because it actually kind of goes with the book. I feel like people take my kindness for weakness um, Mm -hmm. or they assume some sort of like lesser intelligence of me. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like a for dummies book, Um, which I love that book series because they really do break down (laughs) complex Mm -hmm. concepts. (laughs) so um at tr four dummies on instagram is where you can keep up with um you know new poetry that i post on a regular basis um and anything that is like an update on what's going on with the book um i do plan on you feel me hopefully being done before the end of 2022 i do not have a date yet but we're working on it, okay? We're getting there. Um, mm-hmm. So, hopefully, it'll be available for purchase um, for a Christmas gift around the holidays. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the second book, um, it's it's still, like, in its infancy. So, okay.
0: definitely look for
1: it on Instagram.
0: <laughs> Fantastic. Awesome. So, yes, please do uh, follow Tanisha on her page on Instagram to get all of her latest updates and find out when her book is available And thank you again for being the guest on Editor Knows Best. I really appreciated getting to know you better and hearing the the advice that you have for our audience. And of course, special thanks to our listeners. Thanks for tuning in again. And Editor Knows Best is available or airs every other Monday, 7 p.m. Eastern. Wherever you can find a podcast, you can find Editor Knows Best. Thank you all. Be safe and be well.